All right, everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 11 of the Good Old Hockey Podcast. Gally, uh, we got some fun stuff ahead for us. I know as the month and the year is wrapping up, <clears throat> we got some busy times coming ahead. So we got some fun stuff planned uh, just in terms of the episodes uh, for the next couple of weeks. Some future stuff for the new year. We're going to be working on some new things. So a lot of exciting stuff. For those of you listening, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy whatever you celebrate. Um, and by the time this comes out, we'll have another one before the new year. But if you don't hear from us, Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, we have <clears throat> take a shot for me too. Up. Yeah, take a shot for us. Um, but uh, yeah, New Year's we got. We can talk about the that in the next episode. But we do have the Winter Classic. That will be interesting to see with those two teams. But before we get into that, let's talk about our weekend. We, Gally and I, what, we hung out Friday and yeah. saw each other Saturday too. So let's see Friday. Uh, we were going to do some stuff downtown and go do like man on the street stuff. We chickened out. It was also cold as shit. I didn't even think about that. Like that night when I got home, <clears throat> I was walking like from my car to my to the house and i was like oh my god this is gonna be freezing like if we're standing out here talking to people so didn't work out but we had a successful night we played some chow um i think i lost to you then i beat cody so i got my ass kicked by cody though cody whooped me i like it was like six to one or some shit of course i scored the first goal too i was like i felt cocky for a second yeah you were the Flames, and he was the Knights, though. So, there were some matchup uh, irregularities. That, that is true. Cody's I feel like for player. man, yeah, for man, man on the street, yeah, he is a good player. But for man on the yeah. street, we just gotta we gotta pop cherry, man. We gotta yeah. we gotta try try this thing once, and I feel like once we do it yeah. once, we'll we'll get a lot better. And I feel like we didn't get too drunk. Like, say if we went out, got drunk. And then I think we would have had the courage to do it, but yeah, we just didn't. We didn't take the step to go out. We just no, we dialed just like back, kind of like, played chill, yeah. got drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. Um, and then Saturday, graduation day for a couple of our buddies. Shout out to Ryan, part of Settle Down. Um, he graduated, so big props to him. And then went downtown. Uh, I saw you guys at Silly, Silly Birch. We were kind of <laughs> hanging out. We had a table, which usually doesn't happen for me. Like, <clears throat> I feel like we never have enough people to have a full table, but we had a full table of people, so it was pretty cool. Um, and then just bar hopped the rest of the night. Uh, I think I finished the night off at Roddy's, which is never, you know, it happens. Um, the When the lights come on, you know you've been out too long. Um, yeah, when the lights come on at Roddy's, it's like, oh fuck dude where, <laughs> where am i right now yeah also yeah my saturday night was so much fun but also like yeah. fuck, dude there's a big part of that night i i can't recall so um <laughs> maybe a little, a little too fun for saturday night but yeah um, well, it, was it, funny it put is... me in the dirt on sunday though <laughs> yeah yeah same i had to go into work on sunday and that was oh fuck it was better than i thought it was gonna be but on saturday i could tell you were too drunk because I told you, I was like, hey, do you want to record on Tuesday? And you were like, yeah. And then you texted me. I don't know if you remember this at all, but you texted me and you were like, I don't know if, do you remember that? Me telling you about that? 
<laughs> Dude, I don't know. Now I now I got to pull up the text. You texted me, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that." Um, it worked out perfect. But, yeah. No, I'm I'm pulling this up. On Tuesday, what? When? What are you no, no, talking I, about? I told you downtown on Saturday in Silly. I was like, are you down to record on Tuesday? And you were like, yeah, yeah. And then you texted me, I think it was yesterday or Sunday, asking <laughs> if we wanted to record on Tuesday. And I was like, yeah. That's what I said. My dumbass just forgot. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I had a fun time. Downtown's always fun. Yeah. Um, hit Most the bank definitely. Account. I was a little too generous, but it's also grad weekend and how to take care of my graduating homie. So, but enough about that. We got some fun stuff ahead of that. Dude, before, before we, that, before we get yeah, into it, fucking, this is not this weekend, but it was today. I was on, so it like rained like yeah, I saw that. super weird last night and like yeah. creating an ice storm in Boise. And so like, I don't know, I'm on my way to work. It's pretty early in the morning too. And I don't usually look down when I'm walking out of my door. I kind of yeah. look to see what out, uh, what's outside. It's my first glance outside. So I walk out and I'm like, all right, it didn't snow. Let's go. I don't have to scrape my car. And then like two steps later, I fucking slip so hard. So like the ice storm last night, like created a sheet of ice in my driveway, which is downhill oh. too. Yeah. yeah. Slammed, land on my elbow, landed on my elbow. It was fucking brutal, bro. But. That yeah, it was a really shitty start to the morning this yeah. today, but hey, it's Wednesday tomorrow. It's hump day, so let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just go wanted to add that some... in. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that was good. Um, yeah, go ahead. Take away with your, I'm going to call it Coast to Coast for today. It's a working title. Yeah, working on this title still. Coast to Coast. It's kind of a segment where we'll talk about kind of just current NHL news. Um. And we haven't talked for about a week. So in the past week, first Jordan Kyrou. Um, this guy that. is, you know, longtime blues player. Signed an extension, I want to say, two years ago um, for $8.1 million. I think it was a six-year deal for $8.1 million wow. a year. Um, so he's been around the blues since it's been a while, man. I want to say at least five years. But, yeah, he got booed the night after Greg Berube got fired, um, supposedly because of some of the comments he said about their former coach. And supposedly he just said no comment, which yeah. I guess some Blues fans took arms at that. And this was the Blues coach who did take him to a cup. So it's, like, it's obviously pretty meaningful for these fans for – you know, a coach that won the franchise's first cup. Um, But, you know, it's, I think it's ridiculous that these fans are booing him. Um, Yeah, he's only played for the Blues throughout, you know, his whole career. He's been good. He's been a pretty consistent, almost point per game player. And, I mean, this season he's got, I want to say 21 points in 30 games. So it's not like he's having that bad of a year, but like, for your home crowd to boo you over yeah. no comment 
on a coach getting fired, which isn't Jordan Cairo's option to do that. I think that's ridiculous. And it, you know, I have some friends that are blues fans and they're not going to be happy that I say this, but I mean, that, that's not, that's not a good look on the fan base. No, not at all. Especially booing a player like that. Who's been long time player. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some stuff this year with that, like the senators and Brady Kachuk kind of said stuff about that. Just like knock it off. Like you guys are fans. Yeah. I mean, there is a level to it. Like, yeah, we are the fans. We have the right to boo you and be upset about something, but I don't know. I don't think they went about that the best way, but that's just what I think. He is getting yeah. paid a lot. He, Yeah, see, that's the thing where it's like, okay, he's getting paid $8 million a year, so it's like he should be producing, but there is way, way, way worse examples of overpayment in the league a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Huberto, who's on pace for like 30-something <laughs> points, and he's getting paid $12 million almost. It's fucking yeah. bullshit. But um, even the Flames fans aren't booing Huberto, huh. really. I mean, he's getting benched and whatnot. But, I mean, here's the thing. Here's my, like, my take on you know booing and being an obnoxious fan is like, if you're doing it to your home players, there has to be something seriously, like, and I mean seriously wrong. Yeah. Um. Not something this small, and it's so early in the season. I mean, shit. When the Blues won the Stanley Cup, their first half of their season was not nothing pretty at all. No. So, um, I just think it's kind of premature for them for these fans to do it. He is getting paid a decent amount, but he's producing still. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I just think that was a really immature fan base to do that yeah. but uh, uh like i said there's way worse examples in the, in the league for overpayment and players not stepping up or even players doing the wrong thing um but yeah that that obviously ticked off some blues fans yeah <laughs> but uh yeah just going in segmenting to our next topic um so so far this nhl season decent amount of coaches have already got fired and we're not yeah. even to the new year we're, we have four coaches so far yeah. that have been fired so DJ, I'll just start off. I've already talked about one, Craig Berube. I don't know if I'm saying it is Berube or Berube. Berube. I think it's Berube. Yeah, Berube. So Craig Berube, he got fired, I want to say it was about five, six days ago. Hmm. Um, and then DJ Smith was a couple days ago for Ottawa. So yeah. both those coaches are out from St. Louis and Ottawa. Um, I just think it's very interesting that a lot of teams are taking this this approach of you know early firings i mean the oilers did it um same with uh was what's the other team i want to say it was was it chicago i could be wrong no. i forget who it was um but i mean i think for ottawa i i saw something about their gm saying at the beginning of the season just saying hey the rebuild is over it's time to win and they're not doing that they're at the bottom of the atlantic just like the titanic and <clears throat> I don't know. I think too soon. Yeah. Just like uh, the, the Titanic submarine. <laughs> That's too no, soon. No, not that one. Not that one. I meant the actual Titanic. Uh, not the submarine. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've seen su- some success out of Edmonton after that firing and not nothing crazy to point fingers and be like, yeah, this is how you have to do it. But I don't know. I mean, I think for Ottawa, just shaking something up and usually the coach is first to go. And we've seen that this year. Um, I think, yeah, again, the blues just haven't 
had the start that they want to, which at the same time, I don't, I look at the roster and I'm not like, this is a championship contender team or a playoff team. Like just a very middle of the pack. Maybe you're getting the 15th overall pick this year kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think as far as the next coach this year, I think we'll see it again. I know you have on here, Don Granado. I think if Buffalo doesn't pull something out, but I, I don't know that their rebuild is necessarily over. I think they have a lot of the tools. I just think a lot of their guys are young. And yeah, I don't know. I think they need another year, maybe. I mean, it would be awesome if they could make the playoffs this year. But again, that Atlantic division, we talked about this all year, is a tough division. And if these coaches 100%. can't get it done, you're just going to get on the chopping block. So, I mean... Uh, I, I forgot to mention this, but Dean Evanson, I, we talked about this on their podcast. I don't know how I forgot this, but Minnesota Wilds head coach. Oh, right. right. Um, and like you said, the Oilers turned it around. I think they went on a seven or eight game win yeah. streak after um, the Wild are seventh three and in their last 10. So, I mean, something is obviously happening. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see another one of these firings. Um, Don Granado, that's... So yeah, kind of segmenting to what this is all about is like, obviously there's a hot seat in the NHL this year. It's four coaches getting fired. So mm-hmm. it's like, who's going to be next? I feel like there's some teams that, you know, like the Sabres or the Kraken that have maybe showed either they have a good roster or show that they can make the playoffs and make noise in the playoffs. Um that their coaches are on the hot seat and like Don Granado is one of them um, as well as Dave Haxtell. Um, I mean, with Don Granado, like you said, they didn't say necessarily that their rebuild's done, but not like the Ottawa senators did. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people had them projected to be a lot better than who, what they are this year. I mean, they're, they're seventh in the Atlantic. They're 13, 17 and three. I mean, that's, a big step down from, I want to say last year, they barely missed the playoffs. So. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, if a lot of these other teams are getting success from it, firing their coach like that and making the right moves, I think we could see another one. I mean, I don't know. It just, it really depends on the rest of the year. I think if Buffalo continues to do bad, into the all-star break, then yeah, maybe. But even then, who knows? But uh, go ahead and start your next segment before we get into our wish list from Santa Claus. Yeah, 100%. Out of those two coaches, though, I would say Granado is probably going to get fired, though. I I feel like Haxtell, they really like him, and he's just been good for the past couple of years, at least starting out as for a new team and whatnot. But yeah, the yep. next segment, talking about Yusuf Valimaki. Um, I know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this in the hockey world. Um, so the NHL opened up an investigation, I think it was today or yesterday, on the mistreatment. They, they call it a mistreatment, which I think that's a very under-exaggeration um, yeah. for, for Arizona Coyotes defenseman uh, Yusuf Valimaki. So they are playing against the Stars, I want to say it was in November. Um, he took a slap shot to the face, which no one likes to do that. Probably some of the worst pain he'll ever experience in his life. I'm yeah. sure I've, I've never taken a slap shot to the face. 
I mean, it sounds like it would be horrifying. But either way, he broke his bone, lost a few teeth, had a huge, supposedly a huge hole in his face that was bleeding immensely. Oh. So, of course, he went straight from, you know, I want to say it's American Airlines Center is what Dallas's arena is called, to the emergency room, to the hospital in Dallas. And he waited hours, supposedly, to see a doctor. Um, his wife was there, and then a staff member of the, the Coyotes was there, too. But supposedly they were giving priority to gunshot victims, so they couldn't necessarily stitch him up. They told him to book a hotel and come back the next morning, which Yo. I think is crazy. And I want to say the NHL came out and said he potentially could have died if he yeah. if he do that if he did that oh, because he could have bled yeah. out. Yeah. Um. Either way, I don't know necessarily these details of it, but Val Mackey somehow got the NHLPA involved in it arranged a surgery like five hours after it happened. So kind of just, I think he skipped the, he either skipped the hospital or the NHL went to the hospital and said, Hey, you got to take care of this guy. Yeah. Cause yeah, he's an NHL player. I'm not totally sure that, but yeah, five hours later receives 55 stitches, which is crazy. Ooh, that's crazy. Yeah. 55, which is like, damn bro. Yeah. Um, but then the best part about this story I'm not saying there's any good parts about the story. I think it's a horrible story. It's yeah, yeah. it is mistreatment of a player. It's severe mm. mistreatment of a player. Um, I can't even imagine the pain he was in. But two weeks later, he's showing up in a you know in a cage playing in the NHL yeah. again. So this guy is ultimate hockey guy. Yusuf yeah. Alamaki. It was stupid. The Flames gave him up. He's a first round pick back in I think it was 2016 or 2017 mm-hmm. yeah. for the Flames. But uh. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous that that happened in the, in today's NHL world, but let alone, like, it's not a good look for the Dallas Stars, and I know a lot of people were saying, like, it's not the Stars' fault necessarily, which I don't think it is, but still, it's like, that is your home city, and it's like, you shouldn't ever leave, like, a player out of the arena that's basically stranded like that in yeah, an yeah. emergency room. So, I don't know, what's your what's your take on that a lot? First of all, there's no there's no other players in the world like hockey players. And I'll say that till the day I die. Football players may act tough. They get hit a lot. But you would never see any player come back like that. And it's not even... It's just like the amount of players that do that. Like, I'm not shocked that he came back in two weeks. Like, that happens all the time. Like, yeah. Maybe not for that extent of injury, but... <clears throat> Even just like little things like, I mean, we saw Matthew Kachuk over the playoffs be playing with a separated shoulder or whatever he had going on. Uh, was a no broken rib where his brother had to get him out of bed for game three or four or four game four. Um, yeah, I just we don't see that in any other sport. And that's why I love this sport of hockey. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's tough because it's like, how do you as a human, how do you justify having him skip the line over people who are shot like gunshot victims. Yeah. And totally it's tough, but also Dallas probably doesn't do a very good job of keeping their city very safe. And they have a lot of violence like that. Um, so shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, no, but... <laughs> no, but yeah, like no, for real. I mean, I, I think it's tough. Like in a city like that, where that stuff just does happen. And 
I don't know. I think it's tough to just push a player to the front of the line. I think the NHL needs to have their own way of doing it. I mean, it's just tough because it's like that kind of surgery is so rare. It's not like they can just have a doctor at hand that can help them in the yeah. arena. Like they need to get serious medical attention. And I think that whole problem with him waiting that long is way out of my pay grade and what the issues are. That's all hospitals and all that stuff that we're not going to get into, but um, yeah. Yeah. I 100%. Think, cheers, I feel like it, it, it yeah. shows the lack of just like, I don't even know organization within the hospital system in a way yeah. too. like for that to yeah. be a thing and, and doctors are, cause I'm sure it didn't really come down to the, a doctor being a dickhead or anything. He was probably no. like, this is priority. These people are going to die. Yeah. You're yeah. probably yeah. not going to die, but yeah, still, um, I just feel like if this happened to a fucking NFL player or an NBA player, this would be on all over the place on sports yeah. center. Yeah. That is true. Like for for a player to be waiting a few hours in the ER, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it would get a lot more publicity um, from other leagues. Yeah. But uh, th- yeah, this went under the radar big time. I feel like yeah. it's not even top of the news for, for the NHL, but no. damn, dude, I'm glad he's good. I'm glad he was able to make yeah. a, a good recovery. And, and playing again. Valimaki's... For right now, I'd probably say he might be hockey guy of the year for me this season. So, yeah. so far, that's yeah. pretty badass. He did that. Yeah, we should do an award show at the end of the year for like some news stuff like that. Like hockey guy goes to him kind of thing. But <clears throat> all right, got the fun stuff here. <clears throat> so what we're going to be doing for this episode around Christmas time, we're going to be asking Gary Bettman for a wish list, almost like Santa Claus. Um, all I want for Christmas, Gary Bettman, or what we want is a few things. Uh, the first one on here, which I think every hockey fan has always talked about since they got rid of it, but that would be to bring NHL players back to the Olympics. Now, I know there's a lot of moving factors and parts that go into this and the Olympics are right in the middle of the NHL season. And these owners don't want to risk their eight to 10 to $1 million players getting injured at the Olympics and then ruining their season for the rest of the year. I get that. I do, but it's the Olympics. And I think this, I think representing your country is so much bigger than the NHL and to have that experience for those players and also the fans and the sport of hockey too. Don't forget about that owners. Like think about TJ Oshie or miracle on ice like that. I know for my dad, that's the reason he started watching hockey. Like he didn't grow up in a place in San Jose where there was much hockey going on. Um, he had always played like street hockey and stuff, but he never really got into it that much until he saw miracle on ice. And that happened. And I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. It's a lot of players growing up back in the two thousands um, players were that, that were alive at that point. Um, but even kids like my age, like miracle came out when we were pretty young. And mm-hmm. that was a huge movie. Yeah, and also 100%. PJOC, all that stuff. I think the Olympics is good for hockey if the NHL players are in it. Okay, I kind of contradict myself. Miracle and Ice were all amateur hockey players. Now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it, but the chance that we're going to see that again, I don't know, is very high, especially with just the way the world was at that point. But yeah, I what think... I will say about that, like, I know 
back in the day they did a lot of Canada Cups or where it was best v best um to at least show the Soviets what the NHL players could do. A lot of times it was close. A lot of times the NHL lost. Sometimes the NHL won. Um, but yeah, I mean, Miracle Ice was such a good Kickstarter. I mean, 1998 was the first time they had NHL players. And I know yeah. I spieled about that in a previous podcast. But I think for like, even for myself, I think I was 11 years old, just getting in, like getting super into hockey, kind of yeah. developing, like understanding what sports was and hockey was especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the 2010 Olympics just like, blew me yeah. away um because mm-hmm. one Sidney crosby was like such a badass like 2007 yeah. 2008 um he really got me into hockey just his his style of leadership his style of play um yeah. he was just such a good fucking player off and on the ice um and for that final to be like that i mean obviously i was rooting for team usa and it was sweet when they tied it going into overtime yeah. but just to see like Canada getting a golden overtime goal from their poster boy Sidney Crosby in Canada too is like fucking unreal, dude. It's yeah. so unreal. Or even, I mean, twenty fourteen Olympics with with TJ Oshie. I mean, think if that happened in the U.S. So I just feel like the NHL has missed out on both the twenty eighteen and the twenty twenty two Olympics, just making those lasting memories and. Like, yeah, I totally agree. It does totally comes down to the NHL CBA, the ownership. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like sports is starting to move more towards like a player's league, uh, especially yeah. you can see this in the NFL and the NBA, even in the MLB with fucking Shohei Atani. I mean, recently, yeah. um, these players are starting to have a lot more independence um, rather than owners kind of using them as pawns and like pieces for their own financial empire Mm -hmm. so i think the nhl is somewhat moving that way not as drastically as other leagues but like i really really hope it like it it gets more of a push because i know there's a lot of players that are in the nhl currently that are like we need to make this happen or else i'm never going to be able to play for my country yeah there'll be players that have that i mean when was the last time they were in the olympics 2014 sochi yeah, I mean, the last time it was a best v best tournament was twenty sixteen oh, with the World Cup of Hockey, yeah. which that's still twenty sixteen. They need to bring that back, if not the Olympics. I would like that. <clears throat> also, Mister Benny, yeah. so if you like me, um, yeah, I think my final thought on the Olympics. I get it, owners. I do. I get your money, your championship team. As a fan, if the Sharks were in i don't know better spot and they were like in playoff contention and then well, we don't really have a star player right now but <clears throat> if we had a star player our star player and he went down with an injury in the olympics i would kind of be a little upset as a fan but at the same time like i don't know i don't think i'd be that upset just because it's like oh well it happened in the olympics like oh well and it only happens every yeah. four years it's, like it's a yearly thing where they need to miss half the season like it's special and fucking soccer does it for the World Cup. And yeah, 100%. I mean, the World Cup is its own thing and it's huge, and soccer is its own sport. But still, like, I don't know. I think they can do something about it. Um, so, Gary, get on that shit. Do you have any last thoughts about the Olympics? 
Yeah, man, I just, like I said, just best be best, whether it's the Olympics, whether it's World Cup of Hockey, they just need to get some sort of tournament like that back because, and it has to yeah. be consistent. Like yeah. I know the 2016 one happened because I think the CBA was up and they wanted to do one last one before um, they couldn't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, shit, think back to that, dude. I mean, the under 23 North team, North America was so dirty yeah um but yeah i just i remember i think crosby like came out and publicly said like he wanted to play with mcdavid like i'd be stoked to see a mcdavid and crosby duo in the olympics or you know see eichel kachuk or the kachuk brothers play with each other like it would be so fucking cool yeah and the hughes whole line of brothers we could have a whole line of brothers we could have brady at center kachuk on the wing or you could switch out hughes for the center but then you got the two Hughes brother on defense, assuming <clears throat> this might be later down the line. But still, I think having just all that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I feel like say, the NHL. Oh, what? Go ahead. The World Juniors is coming up, I think, over New Year's Eve break. So we should watch that, follow that, and we can talk about that in an episode. We just yeah. dedicate an episode to that because those are always fun, especially seeing some of those players that <clears throat> either A, are going to get drafted or are already drafted and going to be stars in the league. Um, like I know Celebrini's playing. I know Will Smith for the Sharks is playing. And there's a bunch of Gabe Perot, like all those guys that are going to be huge stars in the NHL. Um, and that's where we saw, that's where I first really started hearing about Bedard being first overall pick was after that world juniors that he had, that he put up whatever he put up with that like record breaking, um, year but so we'll follow yeah dude world juniors is the shit like i've always watched it every year nhl network has all the games on there um like it's such a good time because it's one all these younger players but it's it's very similar to like olympic hockey or even world championship hockey where these players are you know fine fighting for their country i mean playing for their country so it's um you know, it's it's something I'm really looking forward to this year. I just wish they would get the Olympics back. But yeah, my final thought on that, I feel like the NHL and the Olympic Committee could figure out some sort of way to still make the NHL some money, whether that's yeah. something with branding or some sort of payout for the NHL. But I think the main concern is the money because I do feel like some of the ownership within the NHLs could be a little bit greedy at yeah. times with their money um, and not paying players and, and whatnot. So um, I do think that's like something they could maybe compromise on. Um, yeah. But yeah, enough about the Olympics. We'll move on to our next one, um, which is the mid-season tournament. And I don't know necessarily if this is on my wish list, but I've seen a lot of talk about this just because yeah. the NBA did it. I thought it was kind of interesting how the NBA did it. Yeah. Um, what was, uh, do you know, like what's the outcome for the team that wins the midseason tournament? Is there anything? Yeah, they get money. I want to say it was like 500 K each. Okay. And if the yeah, NHL did that, I think players would go balls to the wall for 500 K. I mean, most players. Yeah. I think the tough thing about it, no disrespect to the NBA, but, uh, and the NBA is also tough, but I think the 82-game season for the NHL, 
is a fucking drag. And if you have to put players through a midseason tournament, <clears throat> which would be just around probably around this time, if not like January, but then you got all-star break. I don't know. I just, not that they wouldn't try, but we could see players get absolutely exhausted. And I've heard <clears throat> countless players talk about it, how long that season is. And especially at this point in the season right now, when we're talking, this NHL season for them is exhausting. Like they're 30 games in, there's really not a whole lot of end in sight for them. It's not like they've got another couple months left. Like they got a long, long road ahead of them. Yeah. There's no load management. No, not really. And I <laughs> don't think there should be like, I get that the NBA has to do it. They're all pussies, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see, <clears throat> I don't know that it's on my wish list just because the money thing. It's like, yeah, cool. Like, players get paid a little bit more and maybe some national attention just like TV TV wise. Like maybe we can get some games on ESPN more than we already have. Um, but I don't know. That was I a toss up. Yeah. I think what they could do with it is because I think throughout the NHL season, they do give teams breaks yeah it would just it would it, the nhl 82 game season is just such a different thing compared to the nba like yeah. you're so right on that and it's just like throwing a mid-season tournament in there i think it's near impossible um yeah. if they figured out some fucking way to do it i think it would be something cool like say if they did it january or kind of the time when the nhl is like more lacking um at least viewership and whatnot yeah. Um, because Maybe I feel like after. it kind of goes goes on a curve of like people watch it a lot at the beginning of the season and then it dips down kind of when like bowl season and Super Bowl and then it ramps up a lot when the playoffs oh, yeah. push starts happening. Yeah, so like yeah. if they did find that sweet spot and could maybe incorporate something, that would be cool. But I think the the first thing they would have to do with that is like try it out in the AHL, try it out in the ECHL, mm, try it out yeah. in these these smaller leagues and like maybe even experiment with it a little bit um yeah. because one i feel like it would be kind of cool it would add another trophy in hockey which i don't know how many people would like that it's also but also i don't know it's <clears throat> like for me if i saw oh the new york rangers won the midseason tournament if i saw how many like how like for the Lakers, for example, like, are you going to look back on LeBron's legacy and be like, oh my yeah. God, he won the midseason tournament. Like, That's a good what, point. What does that do? Nothing. He yeah. got an extra 500K. That guy, that is a penny to him. 500,000. 100%. No, I, I agree. I think it's it's kind of overhyped for the NBA. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, obviously the NBA yeah. did do no. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say it's like, it's impossible to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I agree. Um, okay. <clears throat> so before we move into the next one, we kind of already talked about the international games, World Cup of Hockey. But I'm going to bring this one up because we can talk about it quickly. Gary Bettman, please, please bring an AHL team as the Idaho Steelheads or just in Boise in general. It'd be fun <laughs> for us. As viewers, this is a personal pick um, to have an AHL team in Boise. But I think it'd be fun. I mean, obviously the Steelheads are fun to watch and – doesn't make them any less fun that they're in the ECHL. But if we could witness some of the players 
in the AHL will be playing for the Steelheads. I don't know. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just, like, a little bit of, like, history with this. There has been a time for an AHL team to be here in Boise. Um, I think the most recent one was Seattle, just because yeah. of proximity. Yep. Uh, you know, it's a quick flight. It's a pretty quick drive, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has been, you know, attempts for the Steelheads to move up to the next league just because the fan base is good here. They've had yep. some success making the playoffs and winning Kelly Cups. Um, so it's definitely in the works. The biggest thing, though, the biggest thing is the location, like the the stadium, yeah. where it is downtown. One, it's really hard to add on expansion stuff to that. Very costly because, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to shut down part of downtown. Um, but then the arena is, you know, from 1996, 97. Yeah. So, it's not the biggest um, arena either. I don't know what. No, it's not. Typical... It's like 5,000 people. So. I don't know what a typical AHL stadium is like, but I don't know. It's a definitely a personal pick. Um, it would be fun, and I think we could see it in the future, especially if Salt Lake gets a team. That's an even quicker drive. It's a five-minute drive. It's like a, <clears throat> what, an hour flight to Salt Lake? Yeah. If that. Um, so possibly we could see it in the future. But yeah. last topic on here before we wrap up our episode here, expansion to 34 teams. Now I have heard some talks about this being a possibility in the future. Um, and I think it's definitely is possible. Do I want to see it? Yes and no, because I don't know. Like I think 32 teams is the most like any league has. Like I think football is 32, right? Football is 32. And I want to say the NBA has 32 too. It'd be the first time a league does bring the 34 yeah um i think it would be sweet though i mean i think they could add another western conference they have to add another eastern conference too um i think it would be doable um but yeah i mean why not why not more teams you know i i I don't think the play of the nhl has gone down at all since they've added two two teams i think it's gone up if anything um but it also just it kind of strengthens what what hockey is especially in the u.s i mean both those teams Mm -hmm. that have expanded um in the past 10 years have been in the u.s in markets that are not traditional hockey markets oh yeah um with that being said like i think houston could be one in the future that they expand to houston is just such a big metro it's like how can they not do that um but one of my personal like favorites for expansion is quebec city like i really think that would be sweet if they brought back the nordiques i do think that they have a pretty strong fan base up there quebec is huge hockey bed or hockey hotbed so i mean i just feel like that would be two teams like off the top of my dome that would be Mm -hmm. very very sick and pretty doable to do into the nhl the one thing is you know quebec city one they they moved for financial problems um but also like their fan base does have trouble selling out their their major junior team sometimes unless it's like the playoffs or memorial cup um but then houston their big problem is like supposedly the owner of the arena doesn't want an nhl team like this has been brought up in the past so i don't know if it will eventually happen but i just know that expansion gets talked about a decent amount for us being at 32 teams already so so it's like it makes me question like is there are they gonna send it 
are the coyotes gonna send it into fucking salt lake city relocate but yeah it's very very interesting that's another thing too like it might just come down to like relocation rather than expansion Mm -hmm. yeah i think some relocation too i mean i would never want as a fan to have i mean i think arizona's they in the past where they were at glendale in phoenix talked about this before but it was just a bad spot but what i've seen so far that i mean they've got another approval for a new stadium in tempe the coyotes do so i think they're good i can't really think of a whole lot of other teams maybe the jets we'll talk about that in the next episode um or i will i have that down on one of the reasons but um i think my two teams as much as I'd like to see the Thrashers back, I don't. The NHL has tried there twice, both times have failed. Got you, your team in Calgary, one of them, um, right? <laughs> they were the Atlanta Flames, and now yeah, yeah, they yeah. relocated up there. Yeah, I think Atlanta would be cool if they could figure it out. They'd be a good new market for the NHL to test if that's what they want to do um they've already tried though twice you know i don't know third time's a charm i know hartford is another city people throw around the whalers coming back i think more yeah i think more honestly i would like to see hartford have a team that would be sweet over over atlanta for the west side personally it'd be cool what about what about quebec city you're just leaving quebec city out of the picture Ah, i don't know i've heard a lot about it and like you said, with the fan, the fan base is strong, but I just, they've had troubles before. I think it'd be cool for the East Coast. The reason I'm picking Hartford, I think in the Northeast, we've got Buffalo, we've got Boston, New York City, Long Island, New Jersey, it's five teams. Yeah. Anyone outside of that? I think like Connecticut's such a big hockey, like hockey market. Yeah, and it's right across. What Hartford's not too far from New York City too, so it's all pretty close. Yeah, to or each other. Boston. I mean, it's pretty pretty damn close, close to. to yeah, it's pretty damn close I, to both of those cities. So those uniforms are sick too. Um, yeah, they're so sick, dude. Yeah, With a also, legendary logo. Yeah, disrespect to Carolina for wearing those jerseys. You don't deserve to wear them. <laughs> you took that team away from their fan base, and now you're gonna wear the jersey right in front of all of them. But um, that'd be funny if the Jets did that with the Thrashers. Yeah, like that just doesn't. You just don't do that. But it's a cool idea. Wrong team. But yeah, uh, do you have anything to close out? This yeah, episode? I know we we kind of touched on it a little bit. I know we obviously talked about the World Cup of Hockey, but something personal for me. I mean, I would absolutely love to see an AHL team here. Um, I just think it takes someone with money to throw in an arena new arena whether that's expansion or a brand new one hopefully iccu spends 200 million dollars on a on a new arena but something else that's probably like number one on my whole list um but it's just it's not in the works for five to ten years probably but number one for me or not number one but another one for me was international games i feel like we've started to see this in the preseason with like australia um that's Germany, Sweden. I think those are really awesome locations, but like, let's start like pushing it out a little bit more. Let's get a yeah. game in Mexico city. 
I know there's talks about uh, Paris having a game. So, like, I feel like that's something, like, a way that hockey and the NHL could really, like, grow their outreach. Um, I know they've done China before. Fuck it. Do Japan. Do South Korea. Do India. I don't I don't even know, dude. There's so many potential for... I mean, the world's the NHL's oyster. So, it'd be cool to see the NHL do those those games elsewhere and also make them regular season. I think that would be something that's worth watching. So, yeah, I agree. All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> thank you for listening to this episode, episode number 11. I uh, hope you guys all have a great Christmas that are listening to this point. You guys are our rock stars. We love you guys. Um, let us know any of your guys' wish list on Gary Bettman or your wish list for Gary Bettman. So throw that down in the comments on Instagram, wherever you're at. <clears throat> let us know. But other than that, Gal, you have a great Christmas, and I will you see go. you in the next episode.